Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second guess yourself? That can be crazy making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Save Your Sanity. I'm glad you're joining me. I'm delighted if it's your first time finding my podcast and this live stream. And I'm also delighted if you are returning because that means you found value here. And if that's the case, then you will find great value in tonight's topic, today's topic, this morning's topic, whenever you're listening. And that is why relationships don't work when one partner sees the other as a project. So you are going to hear lots of interesting things about that. I'm sure that as soon as you read that title, you thought, oh, that's true. But let's understand why they don't work that way, what they need in order to work as opposed to that. So we're going to learn that today. And if you have been joining me for a while and you have found value here, I invite you to become a Patreon um, go to patreon.com slash save your sanity. That's a place where you can pledge a dollar a month, five dollars a month, whatever amount you want to make sure that the podcast stays up and running. Of course, it's expensive to do podcasts, so it's always nice if you find value, if you support it. So that's where you'll find that. And you can always go and find back episodes that you will want to listen to. There's about 140 of them. And you can find those at saveyoursanitypodcast.com. Saveyoursanitypodcast.com. And if you want to talk to me personally, or you want to learn more about my membership programs, go to forrelationshiphelp.com. F-O-R relationship H-E-L-P.com. And of course, that's the name of my YouTube channel too, for Relationship Help. So let's get to talking about this business of why relationships don't work when one partner sees the other as a project. Whew, so much. So let's think of a relationship and the constituents in a relationship. The constituents are two me's and one we. Okay, two me's and one we. And that has to be an equal three-legged stool. If, if that doesn't happen, there is just not going to be any solidity. And we need to have that happen. We need there to be solidity because we have two me's, and that means two people with different backgrounds, different ideas of how a relationship works, maybe some similar values, some different values, maybe some different fears from one another, maybe some different joys and successes. We're different. So there are two me's that are coming into it to create one we. And if we don't think about the well-being and best interests of all three constituents, we're going to have a problem. So you can see directly how that relates to today's subject matter, because if I'm always fighting for my me, 
I won't be greatly interested in the we. And we always have to have the skills and the willingness to work things out. You know, in my book, Kaizen for Couples, I have this little chart and it, it looks like this. And it says, you know, where do you sit on this? Are you able and willing? Do you have the skills and you want to? Are you unable but willing? You don't have the skills, but you want to? Able and unwilling, you have the skills, but you don't want to. Or unable and unwilling, I don't have the skills and I don't want to anyway. We always have to know where we sit on that continuum so that we can say, okay, do I want this relationship? Am I willing to put in some attention, some time, some love, some respect, all of the things that go into a healthy relationship? So we need to have that solid three-legged stool, and it has to be equal. That means there's going to be times when you make agreements in one partner's favor. Other times, both partners, maybe a little bit, didn't get what I wanted, but it's in the best interest of the we. And that becomes very important. And, you know, if you don't do that, if you don't do that, if you make your partner a project, you're going to get three results for sure, probably a whole lot more, but three results for sure that you do not want. And here they are. You're going to have a loss of respect for your partner. You are going to develop resentment for your partner. And you're going to become resigned and settle and be unhappy and slowly lose your energy, your zest, your joy, your willingness, the excitement, the future of looking forward to being with each other. So making your partner a project is never going to work. And yet it's so frequently the way people go into relationships. Did you ever go into a relationship with that in mind? That, you know, well, maybe I can fix him or her later, or just let me get my hands on them, and I will whip them into shape. Did you ever have any of those underlying thoughts that, okay, well, it's all right, but, you know, I'll fix this up. I will take this person over. I will make them into the model of what I want them to be. That's no way to go into a relationship. None at all. We should go in with respect. We should go in with acceptance. We should go in knowing the person so well that we know we want to be with them as they are. And as we grow and develop together, it'll get better and better. But some people do go into relationships thinking, all right, well, you know, I'll fix that. Or, you know, something simplistic like, well, I'll throw out all the clothes and get different ones that I like better, you know. And we do that with their characteristics too. We do that with their traits and patterns. Now, of course, I have to say something about hijackles. Hijackles go into a relationship already thinking you're less than they are. So you have already become a project. They don't want to improve you. They use it as a project for practicing tearing you down, putting you down, wearing you down. So that's a given. In a hijacker relationship, 
you are their pet project for honing their domination skills, their manipulation skills, and their willingness to have somebody to dominate. But I'm talking about relationships in general today. And it's important for you to recognize these things because so many times, you know, I have clients all over the world, couples and, and uh, individuals, and so many times they'll say, well, I knew going in, but I thought when we got married that, or when we lived together or whatever configuration of relationship you're in, I thought when we got into that situation that, you know, slowly they would change. And maybe it was a very kind thought about them changing. Maybe you thought, you know, if I just love them long enough, if I give them stability, if I teach them that I will never abandon them, if I'm constant and steady, yes, if you're dealing with a relatively healthy partner, all those things should improve. But if you went in thinking already this poor thing needed you so badly that when you showed them kindness, like some poor dog you picked up on the corner, that they would respond with loving you forever, bad premise, not going to work well, certainly isn't a, a relationship that is headed toward partnership in any way. So it's it's important for you to notice that. And I did do an episode, episode 119 recently, you can go and find it. And it's about parenting your partner. You, you didn't get into the relationship to be a parent to your partner, did you? Or did you? <laughs> if you did get into the relationship to be a parent to your partner, there it is, number 115, then you will never find a partnership when you want to parent them. So go and listen to 115. I am not going to talk about that any further, but that's an important thing to know. And if you have this, this trifecta of losing respect and developing resentment and then becoming resigned and settling and, oh, this is terrible and this is how my relationship goes, you got a problem and we don't want that anymore. We simply don't want that to be be running, right? It's just not helpful. So <clears throat> let's get rid of that. Now, another thing is if you if you make your partner um, a project, there are five damaging thoughts that you might have. And just listen to these. And if by any chance you find them running around in the back of your mind, know that this is going to be a great episode for you because you will realize how exhausting it is and how demeaning it is to you and your relationship and your partner to think that you need to fix your partner. You need to renovate them. You need to overhaul them. That will never get you what you want in life. It will never bring you the love that you're longing for. So any one of these five thoughts, maybe in the back of your mind, I have the power to change my partner. No, you don't. So if that thought is lingering in the back of your mind, I have the power to change my partner, you have a poor premise and the relationship is not going to thrive. Okay, second poor thought. I have no respect for them as they are or little respect for them as they are. You can't be in a relationship like that and expect that it's going to thrive. 
it can't thrive. It's not possible for it to thrive. And number three, then damaging thought you might have, oh, I know what's best for them in the relationship. I'm the one who knows. I can figure this out. I can make this happen. I can make them change. I can get them to see the error of their ways. There's a whole bunch more damaging thoughts, by the way. But if you have that thought that I know, I don't have any respect for them right now, and then I know what's best for them. Oh, no, you don't. You may think you do, but you don't. And if you're not curious about your partner and you're not inquiring into what it is they're thinking, then you are going to have a problem because you think that you are somehow running the relationship. Now, again, if you're with a hijackle, of course, the hijackle thinks they're running the relationship. And if you think that you're running the relationship because you're going to teach this person that if you're just more patient, more kind, more loving, you put up with much, you nag less, you demand less, you ask for less, and somehow they're finally going to love you more, that's not going to happen either. So number four damaging thought. I know how they should be. Don't be shooting on other people. You don't know. Because each one of us has the right to determine our own values and our vision for our life and our beliefs and our challenges and purposes. And that's in the individual's right to do that. And if you think you know what they should be or how they should be or what they should be doing or how they should be doing it, you are lacking respect for them. And so, again, see number two, right? And then the fourth damaging thought is, I'll love them when they're reformed. When I finally reformed them, overhauled them, renovated them, and they are more to my liking, then, then I will find them lovable. But until then, maybe I'll even withhold my love because they have to measure up. Any of that sounding at all familiar? You know, be really honest with yourself because you're sitting there by yourself. <laughs> it's all in your mind. So do you really think your partner might be your idea of a project? And then if the answer is yes, then you can't wonder why you're not feeling great and loved and respected and having some mutuality and re reciprocity and equality. Remember episode 115, the three must-haves for a healthy adult relationship. They won't be there if you think you know better, are better, and can whip your partner into shape. Not going to happen. So five big damaging thoughts that can really make a mess of things. And you want to eradicate those. They won't work for you. So we have to come to a place where there is some acceptance. And preferably, we come to the place of acceptance long before we move in, get pregnant, or marry somebody. Now, in a hijackal relationship, whew, they want to do all that in the first 15 minutes because they want, you know, as I said in my book, Escaping the Hijackal Trap, whole chapter on the gotcha factor. So you're in a whirlwind, you're in a rush, a wash of hormones, you have all of this going on, both of you, and you've just rushed through all that and you, you really are thinking of rainbows and unicorns and you're filled with hope and you figure you can work it out later. 
Not a good idea. Not a good idea. You need to figure it out first. I wish more people asked me when they were dating how long they should wait before discussing commitment. Because, you know, a big red flag if you're with a hijackle is there in a big hurry. But there is no hurry. I don't care about clocks ticking and all of that. There is no hurry. If you are planning to have this grand adventure of a healthy, loving, mature relationship, emotionally mature, emotionally intimate, it's worth making sure you've got the right partner. And if you rush, you won't make sure. And you want to come to that place of acceptance. I like this person. I approve of this person. I accept this person. I appreciate this person. Yeah, they're different from me. And we can have some spirited discussions and we can get in each other's face a little bit and we can solve things out and it'll be fun and it'll be satisfying and it'll be good and we'll grow together. That's what happens when you have acceptance for your, who your partner is. But if you see your partner as a project, there isn't any acceptance. That's just not there. So we have to have what I wrote about in, in uh, Kaizen for Couples. We have to have the five relational gifts. And in order to give a gift, we have to have a gift before we can give a gift, right? I may want to give you a, a book, but if I don't have the book, I can't give it to you. Yes, I know. Don't go down that path. I know you could order it for them on Amazon and have it sent, but you know what I mean. You have to have a gift before you can hand it to someone. Well, you have to have these five gifts within yourself and the way that you manage yourself in order to have them to give to your partner. I'm just going to suggest them to you right now. You can certainly go and and uh, read Kaizen for Couples, which I highly recommend that you do. And Really understand that you need to have these within yourself so that you can give them to the relationship and to your partner. And they are honesty, safety, trust, respect, and reliability. Honesty, safety, trust, respect, and reliability. And if those gifts are not there and you're not giving them to your partner, you're probably going to have a rocky road. And that is not going to be what you felt you signed up for. So if you want to go and read Kaizen for Couples, of course, it's available on Amazon. But you can also go to kaizenforcouples.com. K-A-I-Z-E-N for couples. Kaizen is a Japanese word. It means small, positive, incremental improvements. That's what we want to make in our relationship. So kaizenforcouples.com. You'll find it there and you can learn more about that. Because love is about acceptance. When we don't love ourselves, we don't accept ourselves. If I don't have love within myself, and I hope I'm going to get someone to give me some, it is always going to be an unequal relationship. So we also need to remember that we need to really care about ourselves and demonstrate that so that we have that love to give. We accept ourselves and therefore we can accept another person. And yes, be discriminating. Yes, be discerning. Really think it through. Go through some tough times together. Talk 
talk, talk. Don't be afraid to bring up any subject when you're dating someone. It's very, very important because you need that acceptance and you need gratitude for who they are. And they have to be a person that you trust. And if they're not, you're going to have a problem, aren't you? You know immediately that you're going to have a problem. And you should be growing together, curious about each other, um, interested in each other, coming home and wanting to actually know how someone grew through their day or made it through their day. You want to be each other's person, you know. I love that bit from Grey's Anatomy early on in that series when when um, Meredith Grey says to to uh, Christina, you're my person. You, you're my person. You're the person I go to for everything. That's what your partner needs to be. The person that you want to go to, that you want to talk through, that you want to talk things through with. You want them to know you. Yeah, friends are great, but you want your partner to also be part of that. And if you've made your partner into a project, maybe you're afraid. Maybe that's why you did it. Maybe you're afraid that you're not terrific. So maybe if you put all your energy into changing somebody else, <laughs> or maybe you didn't think that you deserve better. So you thought, like I said earlier, that you'd whip them into shape, take what you get and make them into something better, but not your job. Absolutely not your job. And you'll resent it the whole way. You got some resentment running right now because I'm always having to tell him or her this, or nothing ever works the way I want it to, or nobody's listening when I speak. You've got all kinds of things going on that could be resentful, building that resentment. And that's never going to work for you. You're never going to be satisfied. You need to get some help if that's the case. And you know, if you want to work with me, just go to beaclient.com and take advantage of my one-hour full consultation for new clients, beaclient.com. So are you kind of wondering if you have had some moments of making your partner into a project? And are you realizing that maybe that doesn't work very well for you? It's very unsatisfying. It keeps you always in a deficit situation. That would be good if you're realizing that. Or maybe you're realizing the opposite, that that's what your partner's thinking. Your partner thinks that you're their project and they're always trying to change you. Or maybe you're with a hijackle and the hijackle thinks that you're just there to, to be a doormat and a pretzel to do whatever they want you to do. They're not even interested in you improving. Because, you know, with hijackles, every time you do what they ask, they move the marker to keep the control. So that's never going to work. And that's why there are so many examples that I'm offering you today that if you make your partner into a project, you're not going to have a partner. And that's a big loss because having a partner, having a real partnership is so important. And go back and listen to episode 119 because it doesn't do to have to be parenting the person you want to be your partner either because then you don't feel equitable and that won't work for you either. So in in this broadcast I want to add for you five 
really important things to think about. How to remove that sense of making your partner into a project, or if you find yourself being the project of somebody else, um, that you you want to think about these these five uh, six things. So, the first one is emotional maturity. We want to be with someone who has emotional maturity. And when there is emotional maturity, that means that we recognize one another's rights, we respect them for who they are, and we take responsibility for our own actions. Those are hallmarks of having some emotional maturity. You know, I accord to the other person respect. And you can see if you've made them into a project in your mind, you haven't done that. So that's not going to work. So you need to be able to be with someone you respect. And then the recognition that that other person has rights. And one of them is to not be changed by you if that's not what they want in their life plan. And then you also need to show emotional maturity by taking responsibility for who you are and how you are. And that makes a great conversation with your partner. Like, wow, you know, there's some things that I'm working on within myself. And let me say this, if you're in a relationship with someone where you are not safe to be vulnerable, to say something raw, to speak about yourself as a work in progress, <laughs> Um, and then that person just takes that information and hits you over the head with it, turns it into a weapon later, you are not safe anyway. So watch for that. Hijackles love to do that. So number one, be emotionally mature. Respect the other person, demonstrate respect for yourself and the other person, demonstrate respect for the rights of yourself and the other person and take responsibility for your part in the relationship. Number two is have emotional intelligence. Now, that's different than being emotionally mature. Emotional intelligence was defined by Daniel Goleman a long time ago, and it has five elements that he talks about, and generally that's what you want to have a look at. To be in an emotionally intelligent person and in an emotionally intelligent relationship, you need to be self-aware, really willing to look at yourself, and your part in everything. You need to be self-regulated, that you will make changes. You will see a need to maybe change something, a little piece of language, what you do, and you will be self-regulated about that. That makes you emotionally intelligent. You will be motivated to change. You want to, like, I want to live the best life possible. Therefore, I'm motivated to change. I'm motivated to get where I'm going and be the person I want to be. And I'm going to be empathetic. Empathetic is definitely part of emotional intelligence. No one can be emotionally intelligent without empathy. And empathy is the ability to imagine what another person is feeling, to kind of step into and imagine what they may be going through so that you can have empathy for them. Oh, I know how that feels, or I can imagine how that feels. And if you're with somebody who doesn't have that, they don't have emotional intelligence. And the last part of emotional intelligence is to have some solid skills. 
In Kaizen for Couples, I talk about the second most important thing I can teach anyone, in my opinion, and that's how to deliver and respond to the formula that I created, the personal weather report. If you want a really crackerjack way of improving and feeling more confident about the way you communicate in life, you want to learn about the personal weather report. On my YouTube channel for Relationship Help, there is actually a video that I made on the personal weather report. So you can hop on over there and have a look. So emotional intelligence is really important. And that's something that that you can uh, grow into. You can do something very purposeful to increase your emotional intelligence. But it takes that willingness and it takes the ability you know, going back to that chart from the beginning of this broadcast, you need to be both able and willing in order to have a successful relationship. Okay, number three, what else can you do? You can then, when you have emotional maturity and emotional intelligence, and something goes sideways, or you just have a request, or you would like to propose something to your partner, then you know that you're safe to debrief any situation without blame. To debrief the situation without blame, to use the personal weather report, to each speak about what's so for the individual, and then to work things out. To be able to talk without blame so that you can find the best solution for the we. Are you safe to talk things out or do you get into blame conversations? Do you get into conversations where you're kind of arguing about whose truth is a little more true? Well, that doesn't get you very far, does it? Do you want to be in a place where you can safely devise the best solution for the we? And that takes some doing. You might need some help. You know, I'm always here to help you. Beaclient.com. What else can we do? Well, we can make then from our solution, we can make some agreements and commitments. Then we can maybe put some time on them or we can promise each other to do it and know how it's going to unfold. And we need to also finish the process by making an agreement that we will come back and talk about this, check in with each other. How are we doing? Maybe it gets a little tough. Maybe I need to, to talk with my partner about it and walk through it together. Holding hands is much better than facing off against each other. Walk through it together, creating solution after solution, and then come back and revisit it and celebrate. It's really important. That's a piece that many people don't do. Wow, we really did make that change. We really did stick to our agreement. Hey, we could sit down and devise a solution. We're doing really well. And it's so important to be able to celebrate those things because it demonstrates the growth in the, in the relationship. And you want to be in that situation because you want to be an equal partner. You don't want to be somebody's project or feel like your partner is your project. It just doesn't work well. And you know what's true? You will never have a partnership if you see your partner as a project. You will just never have partnership. You will have some relationship that bears some pseudo resemblance to a couple, but it will never be a partnership. It will never be two people with equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. 
But you know, with willingness, all those things can be learned. So remember, you will never have a partnership as long as you see or are seen as a project. That's the message for today. And I want to remind you that Save Your Sanity podcast is available for you at all times. Go and listen. If you've enjoyed this one, go and listen to some more. If you'd like to know more about my membership program, my support circles, you can go over to forrelationshiphelp.com and you can find me there. Just click on the tab on circles. You can read the blogs. You can read articles. You can watch videos. There's so much there for you. So I hope today has been helpful for you that you have heard some things that you can immediately use that will help you gain some insights into what's happening in the relationship. Where is that hurt? Where is that unhappiness? Where is that lack of respect? Maybe you or your partner or the person you wish were your partner are really seeing each other as a project or one is seeing the other as a project. It will never work. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. I look forward to talking with you again. Thanks for spending this time with me. And until we do it again, treat yourself really well because you're precious and you matter so much. Take good care. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that, and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash saveyoursanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon. Bye.